The title of the message, Speaking the Word in Power. What is the Word? I had the um, honour of doing theological studies for about eight years and I thought the Word was something that I could read and interpret and make judgments about. But actually the Word reads you, interprets you and makes judgments about you. The Word is established eternally in the heavens. The church cannot say, well, this is good, this is bad, things have changed. As I heard one preacher saying, things have evolved. The word of God is established in the heavens. Truth is established. The word of God is that plumb line. The enemy knows what the word of God says. God has established his righteousness forever. And his righteousness is not something that we interpret according to our societal values. It's established. Psalm 119, verse 152. Concerning your testimonies, I have known of old that you have founded them forever. So in speaking the word of God in power, you speak not from your own resources. That's what Satan does. Jesus says that... Satan speaks from his own resources and he is a liar. But we speak from the resource of heaven. That means that prophecy comes from the standard of God's word. Prophecy is not determined by the person you're speaking to. It's not determined by your opinions. Prophecy is the word of God in action. Hallelujah. Psalm 119, 160. The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. The entirety of the Bible is truth, it's established forever. What God says is sin, is sin forever, doesn't change. What God says is righteousness, is righteousness forever. What God says about entrance to heaven through the shed blood of Jesus is the only way forever. It's established. You cannot change it. God is unchanging. The word is alive. Jesus enters by his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. Jesus entered the word, entered the world through the manifestation of the word. Think on that. Jesus never comes apart from his word. That's why true prophecy is based in the word. It, it is living and powerful and active. And Jesus is the word. With true prophecy, Jesus will come.
Jesus will never come without his word. You can bank on it. That's why when you're praying over your situation, you're praying the word by his stripes. I have been healed. I will put none of these diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord your healer. You're praying the word. As you're praying the word, Jesus is on the scene. He never comes without his word. The promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. The word is Christ. Christ is the word. He never comes without his word. Be careful of ministries that are all spirit and no word. Be careful. God is in his word. Everyone say, God is in his word. Jesus comes by his word. My son, keep your father's command. This is the book of Proverbs. And do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually. Everyone say continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. Now listen, when you do this, when the word of God is abiding in your heart, it says, they, when you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. When you awake, they will speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. The word of God is active. It will watch over you while you sleep. It will guide your path when you're roaming and you don't know where to go. It will protect you. We should all take the word like medicine. It brings health to the bones, health to your body. It brings prosperity. It brings the presence of Christ, the work of the Holy Spirit. The word works in you who believe. Did you get that? The Bible says the word works effectively in you who believe. Meditate on the word because the word will work in your life. The word will work independent of you because the word is a person who's not based on you. Thank God. As you meditate on the word in faith, the word will work in your life effectively in ways that you never thought. Opening doors, moving in ways of bringing you success, intervening in your life. Your life is not determined by your circumstances, but by your meditation, by faith on the word of God. If you honour the word, the word will honour you. If you honour the word, the word will honour you. But if you dishonour the word, be careful. We honour the word primarily by believing it, by obeying it, by respecting it, and by meditating in it. If you think that you can run your life by yourself, 
then the word will not work in you. But if you take time to meditate on the word, the word will work on your behalf. It will protect you. It will lead you. It will be a light to your path. The word is alive. For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. People who preach rubbish dull the blade. It is through preaching of repentance that the Holy Spirit brings the sharpness of the sword so that you can be free of your sin, so that you can enjoy righteousness, the joy of righteousness, peace and divine love, so that you can be born again, adopted, The word rebukes, the word convicts so that you might enjoy divine joy and love and peace. Don't listen to preachers who dull the sword. Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. They'll kill your spiritual life. Be careful what you listen to. Because almost everything you hear has a spiritual source. Drink from clean wells. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of God will go into that bone marrow. The word of God will go into that deaf ear. The word of God will go into those blind eyes. The word of God is active and powerful. The word of God will discern your evil spirits and cast them out. He sent his word and delivered them and healed them. Amen. The word of God is powerful. We're, getting, we're going somewhere. I want to talk about speaking the word in power. But you first have to understand how it's helpful to understand how the word works. What is the word? The nature of the word is Christ. There is no creature, there's the same verse, the word of God is living and powerful, says there is no creature hidden from his sight. The word has eyes and you can't hide your sin from it. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Prophecy is the eyes of Jesus looking at people with love and power. Proverbs 26, 7. Be careful of fleshly talk. Powerless talk. Be careful of religious talk. Like the legs of the lame that hang limp, that are powerless, is a proverb in the mouth of fools. A proverb 
is the word of God. But in the mouth of fools, it hangs limp. People are starved of truth. The greatest need of any human being is truth, divine knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, Hosea 4.6. So when the Lord speaks, he will speak a word that is life-changing. You know, people, they're trying to figure out their lives. What's wrong with me, you know? I'll go to the doctor. I'll have a scan. I'll I'll find out, you know. As I said to one man, he said, oh, I had an X-ray, a scan or something on my heart. And uh, I said, well, did the scan pick up the demon in your heart? That's causing your heart problems. He said, no, didn't pick it up. People are searching for answers, searching for understanding. But the word of God is light in the midst of ignorance. If you want to know what your life is about, what your destiny is, where you're going in life, meditate on the light of the word because your natural mind is naturally dark unless it is redeemed by the word of God. When you meditate on the word, your whole being, your spirit, your soul, your body, your mind begins to come full of light. It is enlightened by the word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths problem with people today is that they rely on the newspaper for understanding they rely on friends and family as to what they should do for advice and so on don't rely on your own understanding rely on the word of God and the person of Jesus Christ. Prophecy is birthed in holiness. Prophecy is not making someone feel good. Prophecy is not fleshly. Prophecy will cut in love. Prophecy is not trying to please people and give them what they want to hear. I think it was, um, I'm not sure where it was, Prague or Germany. I think it was Germany. And um, there's a man there and the Lord says to me, his problem is fornication that he committed with a girl. And that's affecting his life. He wants prayer for his knee. I'll heal his knee, show him how much I love him, and then we're going to deal with the other stuff. So I said, all right, Lord. So the power of God came on his knee and he's instantly healed. I said, God loves you. 
He wants to show you how much he loves you. But you had a relationship with, with a woman and you brought destruction in her life through, because it was ungodly. And you don't think anything of it, but she's praying and your case has come before God. This is your real problem. And off he went to confess his sins. Prophecy is not trying to give people a little bit of encouragement in the flesh. Prophecy will deal with people's lives so that they can come to Christ in righteousness, be forgiven of their sins, be cleansed in the blood and have a relationship with God. Paul says that when you prophesy, the sinner will fall down in your midst and say, God is truly among you. Amen? So let the word work in your life, the fruit of righteousness. Submit to the holiness of God's word. Because unless you take the plank out of your own eye, how will you ever be able to see, to speak to the speck in someone else's eye. If you believe that, for example, horoscopes are okay, Harry Potter is okay, entertaining yourself with darkness is okay, how will you be able to help someone who's involved in the occult if you yourself, your eyes are darkened by the justification of your own sin? How will you be able to help someone who listens to secular worldly music and has become demonised, if you yourself are still listening to such, because the spirit of the world acts through the things of the world. And if you involve yourself in worldly activities, how will you help someone who is demonised? If you believe that living together without marriage is okay, how will you help someone in fornication? I was in a meeting in uh, South Africa. It was the most weird meeting I'd ever been to. It wasn't my meeting and I ended up running it because the person in charge was on the floor manifesting. <laughs> and the husband came over to me and said, will you run the meeting? I said, okay. So, so there's a young couple and I said to them, what do, you, what do you want from the Lord? And they said, oh, we need deliverance. I said, okay. I looked at the man and said, so are you, sleep, are you sleeping with someone? Are you in fornication? And he looks at, at his girlfriend and she, she was on the floor and she gets up and like, and I said, if you want deliverance, you're going to have to repent of your fornication because that's where your evil spirit came from. And she's like, no way. And he said, yeah, I want deliverance. I'm willing to do anything. I'll leave her. No problem. <laughs> but if you think that, that living with someone is okay because the world accepts it and you accept the values of the world, you'll never be able to see to help someone like that because you yourself are blinded because the word you've not submitted to the righteousness of God's word which is holiness 
Without holiness, no man will see God. Without holiness, you can never move in, prof- in true prophecy. Praise God. Psalm 40, verse 8. I delight to do your will. His will is established in his word, and his word is holy. Amen? So if you delight to do his will, you delight in repentance. You delight in getting yourself right with God. Amen? Praise God. Turn to someone and say, this is a heavy message tonight. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. So Jesus said, if you abide in me, wow, just think on that, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will. The word needs not only to dwell in the mind, but in the heart. Because in prophecy, the word is going forth in power from the heart, from the spirit, not the mind. So you meditate on the word until there's the joy and rejoicing that the prophet talked about. I ate your word and it became the joy and rejoicing of my heart. The word must become the joy of your heart for prophecy to flow. It has to become the delight of your life. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Hallelujah. When the word abides in you, it'll, it'll be working on your behalf. Praise God. The Lord said to Ezekiel the prophet, Ezekiel 3.10, Son of man, receive into your heart All my words that I speak to you and hear with your ears. The ears that God is speaking about is spiritual ears. It's not sufficient to hear the word in the natural. You have to hear the Holy Spirit bringing the word to your ears. You receive that word into your heart. That's where the power is. It's receiving the word. So when you read the Bible, you're meditating on the word so that the Holy Spirit will bring to you the treasures, the spiritual treasures of the word that you can eat, drink, partake of divine nature. Peter talks about in 1 Peter. As you meditate on the word, your heart is enlarged. It's like you grow. Paul talks about growing into the full stature of Christ. Your heart matures. Your heart, but so many Christians, their heart is feeble, like a sick heart, immature. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Amen. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I need to grow up. Meditate on the word. I need to grow. Amen. 
Okay, so we've got a bit of a picture of the word, what it is and how it works in us. Okay, now we're going to go on and talk a little bit about the word working in power through you. Amen. Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. You ever, you ever uh, listen to someone who's very, very angry? What comes out of their mouth? People who are really angry are normally demonized. Anger is one of the general symptoms of a demonized person. And so you listen to all the filth and all the accusations that's coming out of their mouth. But you ever listen to someone who abides in the word? What comes out of their mouth is a well of wisdom. So in prophecy, the important thing is the meditation of the heart. Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in your heart? Is, it, is there bitterness? Unforgiveness, doubt, unbelief, because what is in the heart is what comes out. So let the word dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now listen to this. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. As you meditate on the word, teaching and so on, as you meditate on the word, grace will come. Now what is grace? The primary meaning of the word grace in the New Testament is power. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. It's the primary meaning. Grace is God's power to those who can't help themselves. All right? As you meditate on the word, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the power of God in your hearts. Grace will come upon you. Hallelujah. And grace means that the power is not determined by your walk. It's, it's grace. It's a gift from God. The word grace, joy, okay? Grace, joy, and gift in the Greek are all come from the same word car. Spiritual gifts, charisma, the charismatics. So this grace, as you meditate on the word, this grace will come to you as a gift. It's God's power that indwells you. You can be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit by meditating on the Word of God. Hallelujah. For the Word is Christ and Christ is anointed. Hallelujah. You can meet Jesus in the Word. Hallelujah. And whatever... Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I, I love this. It's just an aside. I love it. 
whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you do. What does it say? And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. So a prophet can move in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ without saying anything. Whatever you speak, whatever you do. Think on that. There are prophetic actions. There's a lot of them in the, in the Bible. Prophetic actions that have power. You look at the healing ministry of Jesus. Prophetic actions. Go to the priest. And as they walked, the ten lepers were healed. Amen. So the word, when it dominates you, is Jesus Christ being Lord of your life. The more you submit to the word, the more you are submitting to Christ. Prophecy is a total surrender to Christ so that you're speaking and doing under the influence of his lordship. You have become his slave. You don't turn to the left. You don't turn to the right. You do exactly what he says to do. There's a, a dear Aboriginal lady in Australia and she said, the doctor said to cut off my big toe because of diabetes, it's dead. And we had three meetings and she never asked for prayer until the third one. And the Lord said to me, don't say anything. So whatever you do in word or deed. So I took her by the hand. She got up out of the seat and I walked down the back of the church, came to the front. Not a word was said. People just staring. As we got to the front, the power of the Holy Spirit fell on her and the toe became pink. Hallelujah. Prophecy is surrendering to the word. And many times it's our mind that gets in the way. Your mind has to be renewed by the word of God, has to come into agreement with the word. Amen? Praise God. So the word and the spirit, the Holy Spirit, they work together. The Holy Spirit never works without the word. The word is a sword of the spirit. And I have put my words in your mouth, Isaiah 51, 16. I put my words in your mouth. I have covered you with the shadow of my hand. Oh, hallelujah. When God gives you his word, the anointing is over you. You are covered with the shadow of his presence, of his hand. John 3.34, John's talking about Jesus. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. Think on that. As you speak the words that God has given you, his Holy Spirit will come. Jesus was the Word of God, and because he was the Word, the Spirit was given without measure. 
Hallelujah. Are you with me? Anyone learning something? When you prophesy your own thoughts, the flesh profits nothing. Jesus said it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and life. Spirit and life. The words that I give to you. Your words don't do anything in the spiritual realm. It's like they're not heard. But when you speak the word of God, oh, hallelujah. Because he is ready to perform his word. Proverbs 1.23 Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's a revelation of the word. When the Holy Spirit comes, there's an understanding of the scriptures. You ever found that? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you open the Bible, you go, wow. Amen. When you take the Holy Spirit out of the equation, the Word becomes, the Bible just becomes a book. You need the Word to reveal, you need the Holy Spirit to reveal the Word. Praise God. So prophecy is the Word shining forth. Bringing healing, deliverance, salvation, blessing, prosperity, correction, repentance, conviction of sin. Amen? Someone say glory to God. He sent his word and healed them. Amen? Prophecy is not about speaking. It's about the indwelling of the word in the heart. Because the mouth speaks from the heart. What you have stored in your heart is what will affect prophecy. So let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace. What's the primary meaning of grace? Power. That it may impart grace to the hearers. So be careful that your words that come out of your mouth, let no idle word You'll be judged for every idle word. So preaching to myself, preaching to you, let no corrupt word come out of your mouth, but that which is edifying, that will build other people up. Amen. And how often I've found personally, you know, the Lord continues to deal with me, you know, making jokes. And often we make jokes at the expense of other people. Is that true? It's not edifying. It's my own personal journey. Praise God. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. 